God bless you and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me again today. If you do a word search on identity crisis, you will come up with a plethora of pages concerning the problem. Identity crisis is a very real problem in our world today. People are lost because they cannot define who they are. Simple labels of our identity can include our ethnicity, our social status, or our gender. But there are so many ways to define ourselves. Do you define yourself as a victim or a victor? Do you define yourself as a physical being or a spiritual being? Do you define yourself as an earthling or a citizen of heaven who is just visiting? Give a listen as I explore the realities of your true identity today. Hello, this is Dennis. I'm a Christian, a woodworker, and an artist. So if you need anything concerning Christianity, woodworking, or artistry, please leave me a message. This has been my phone message for well over a decade. (laughs) Actually, maybe even two But that's the short list. Now I can add podcaster, author, poet, foodie, hiker, etc., etc. And that doesn't scratch the surface at all. That doesn't show my inner emotional state. These don't show my full ideological bent. Today I want to look at our core identity as a born-again child of God. And again, this poem I offer barely scratches the surface. It's entitled... This is who I am. This is who I am, totally different than how I began. Part of me died and a new part came inside, a new part so clean, brighter than a sunbeam, and now I've been redeemed. Let me explain how I can make this claim. Jesus removed my sin stain and now there is no disdain, for he paid the price. I'm no longer crawling with lice, a.k.a. the vice of sin, That went under my skin, but he cleansed me from within. So I'm blood-bought and covenant-connected, doulos decided and eternally elected, forever free, so glory, glory be. My life of yesterday was without strength, ungodly, a sinner, but more, an enemy. That's when he set me free. So the me of today is strong and godly, righteous and a friend, with a life that will not end. For his love lifted me up out of the dirt that hurt and the lies that tie and the shame that blamed and the grave that enslaved. Who I am is who he made me, a child of love so wild, a son second to none, a servant serving fervent, and so much more. I can't exclaim it all. Now he's with me for the long haul. This is who I am. The challenge is, do I believe this all the time? This is the believer's identity crisis. Do we rest in the work of Christ or wrestle in our own work? In the introduction, I threw out the terms victim or victor. Learning that yesterday ended and that I can indeed be healed from the traumas of my past is the challenge many of us face. Recognizing that at the new birth, we were truly made a new creation and that old things have passed away and all things are made new is one key to transformation. If I continue to live in the past, I have no hope for a future. But God has given us hope. We read this in Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
It sure is comforting to hear that the thoughts God has of us are thoughts of peace and not evil. It definitely wipes away a bunch of preaching from a lot of folks. God is not a mean old guy with a baseball bat waiting to whack you when you sin. Recognizing God's love for you and his desire for you to have a future and a hope removes you from the victim category. The world may truly be out to get you, but God is not a part of that. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the most quoted verse in the Bible with good reason. It shows God's nature and the way he deals with us. His nature is that of love and being a giver. No, excuse me, an extravagant giver. Back in the poem, I quote a part of Romans chapter 5 that says we were without strength, ungodly, a sinner, and an enemy. That's part of our old identity. And it was at that point that Christ died for us. So if God and Christ were willing to meet us at that point of our lives, I think we can safely rest in hope of the other truths in that chapter that say that we are justified, have peace with God, we're saved from wrath, reconciled, can boast in God, and receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. If ever I get doubtful of my relationship with God, I just read Romans chapter 5. Hearing these truths, I really feel better. My identity has nothing to do with my flesh or my actions. My identity is in Christ as a new creation. Someday I'll believe that bigger than I do today. My life is not without challenge, but I've learned to face the challenges confidently because I know God is faithful. I've been at this Christianity stuff for actually a few decades now. Uh, Oops, I guess I just gave away a hint of how old I am. But I'm proud to say I'm alive and healthy and endeavoring to keep kicking the enemy where it counts. And when I can step forth in joy and peace and trust in God, the enemy cries out in pain. So where is your identity? What sovereignty, a.k.a. location or nation, does your passport come from? I do have an American passport, but I also have a spiritual passport from heaven. I am seated in the heavenlies right now, and so are you. This is who we are. So I'm blood-bought and covenant-connected, doulos-decided and eternally elected, forever free, so glory, glory be. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price, the blood of Jesus. You now belong to Jesus, and he delivered you into the presence of the Father. As a Christian, you made a decision one day to accept Christ as your Savior, If you haven't done that yet, do it now. It's a simple process to invite him into your life. He wants you to live the more abundant life that he came to offer. Your decision to make him Savior brings you into a new place to live. The shedding of his blood makes you covenant connected. You have the right, not just a privilege, but a right to all the blessings of his payment for sin, which includes mental and physical and spiritual health. It includes wholeness and citizenship in heaven. The words doulos decided is your part to decide to be a bond slave to your Lord. Eternally elected is the reality of the promise of eternal life that began 
with being covenant-connected to Jesus. Therefore, you are forever free, so glory, glory be. Who I am is who he made me, a child of love so wild, a son second to none, a servant serving fervent, and so much more. So now we have a choice of how we will live each day. We can live as a much-loved child, or we can live as a mature son, and then again, we can be a servant. All of these are valid labels or titles of who we are as a Christian. Each one has a different way of relating to the Father. Consider each label today and how you get to enjoy each type of relationship with Him. Many years ago, I adopted the phrase, you live between your ears. What happens there determines what will be manifested in our physical life. So any label you give yourself can determine your reality. A common phrase in Christianity today is, I am a sinner saved by grace. But that glorifies sin. I am a sinner. But Christ says, he saved me from my sin, therefore I was a sinner saved by grace. Now I am righteous. We need to be careful as to how we view and label ourselves. The change from victim to victor is only a thought away. At times when an ungodly thought crosses my mind, my reaction is, I'm sorry you have me confused with someone else. That's not who I am. I've quoted the first phrase from Proverbs 23.7 numerous times, and here we go again. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace, and these are all gifts to us from Christ. I did not earn his righteousness. I did not earn his joy, and I cannot earn his peace. Salvation and all that comes with it is a gift. The work comes in from what we do with the gift or gifts we have been given. We are all works in progress, and whether or not our progress is great or small, we still have the gift of righteousness and his gift of joy and his gift of peace. That's who we are. Who I am is who he made me. Let me say that again. Who we are is who he made us. I am not a self-made person. I am a Christ-made person. According to Romans 5, I was made righteous by Christ. I want to live in that identity. This is who I am. So tell me, who are you? Better yet, tell yourself who you are according to what Jesus did. We can be labeled from our youth with terrible terms, but that's our past. And remember yesterday ended. I'm not who I was, and I'm becoming who he made me. I don't know where the phrase came from, but I love it. We are in training for reigning. Remember that other title you have as a king and a priest for God? There's so much to explore in our Christian identity, much to realize of who God is shaping us into, and all he sees is the perfection of Jesus. We start out as a much-loved child, and then we work into mature sons or daughters. We are a work in progress. He's not looking at what we lack. He's looking at our next growth spurt. It's true we may go through some growing pains, but at least we're growing. Don't label yourself according to what you haven't done yet. Let the truth of God define you. 
What's your favorite label? More Than a Conqueror, Heir of God, Joint Heir with Christ, Righteous, Friend of God, Child of God, Ambassador, the list goes on and on. Take some time today and find a couple new labels for yourself. That's who you are.